Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 2nd of October. Uh, This is our daily devotional podcast from Burnside Presbyterian Church. And Monday to Wednesday each week we look back at, uh, in a little bit more detail, at some of the things we were thinking about on our Sunday service. And you can go back and listen uh, to the service if you haven't already done so. Then on Thursday, uh, we look at a question, uh, either one that you have given me or one from the Shorter Catechism. Uh, This week, it's going to be the second question in the Shorter Catechism. And on Friday, we have our Friday Book Club. And again, we're going to look in a little bit more detail at Gentle and Lowly, and there will be details on the blog of the book if you'd like to get it and read along. On Sunday, we moved into the book of Numbers and we were uh, discussing how Numbers is a book that deals with the Israelites in the wilderness. It's called Numbers because there's a census at the beginning and end of the book and therefore it's concerned with Numbers. But in the middle, it's all about being in the wilderness. And there's so much within the book that really in one sermon we're just scraping the surface and there's a lot that we could go back to and look at in more detail. But Monday to Wednesday, we're just going to look in a little bit more detail at some of the stories uh, within the Israelites being in the wilderness and see where we can find Jesus and where we can find our walk with God in that. So today we're going to start off in Numbers chapter 10. And we're going to read verses 1 to 10 because this is about how the Israelites were given the signal to move whenever they were in the wilderness. Because at times they set up camp, they would build their tabernacle, they would worship God, and then they would be given the signal to move on and to move throughout the wilderness. And the signal that they were given, as we'll discover as we read through this chapter, the signal is a blast on a trumpet. And if we then go forward into the New Testament and we think about trumpet blasts, we're told that on the last day there will be a trumpet blast. And that will be our signal to break camp, as it were, and to move forward with the Lord and to move into the promised land. So you can see the link that's being given here and you can see how it applies to our journey with God and what we do with him. So let's begin uh, by, uh, by, by just thinking about the Israelites and how as they journeyed through the promised land, they were led by the cloud uh, of the Lord and that cloud would lift from over the tabernacle. But there was just such a massive group of the Israelites, probably about two million of them that were moving throughout the wilderness, that as they were making their way forward, it had to be in an organised fashion. And so therefore the trumpets would be sounded. So let's read uh, from uh, Numbers chapter 10. And uh, we'll just read um, the the first seven verses uh, and then we'll come back to, to the last couple of verses in a moment or two. The Lord said to Moses, make two trumpets of hammered silver and use them for calling the community together and for having the camps set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. If only one is sounded, the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, are to assemble before you. 
With a trumpet blast to sound it, the tribes camping on the east side are to set out. At the sounding of a second blast, the camps on the south are to set out. The blast will be the signal for setting out. To gather the assembly, blow the trumpets, but not with the signal for setting out. So there we have it. The trumpets are to be uh, made and there are signals as to how they are blown, as to whether the people are to gather together for worship or whether they are to set out. And all of this was given through the priests. God would give the message and the priests would then sound the trumpets. And these are not being used as musical instruments as such. They're like military bugles that are going to signal the various tribes to set out on their journey. And these trumpets would be used not only during Israel's time in the wilderness, but also later on to call the people to warfare and to worship. Whenever they were to attack, the trumpets were sounded. Whenever they were to gather for worship, the trumpets were sounded. And this carried on after they entered into the promised land. So then let's read uh, verses 8 to 10. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpets. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and the generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on the trumpets. Then you will be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemies. Also, at your times of rejoicing, your appointed festivals and new moon feasts, you're to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, and they will be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. So here we have the Israelites being told that this is going to be the signal for you to move on in the wilderness, but also these trumpets are going to be kept for whenever you get into the promised land and they'll signal whenever you have to attack and they will signal whenever you worship. And the idea is that the Israelites will not be relying on themselves, but they will be reminded by the trumpet blast that they are relying upon God and that they will be remembered by God whenever they go into battle. So at the start, it's a signal for them to respond to God, but then later on, it's a signal for God to respond to them, that they are declaring their reliance upon God and they are trusting in him. Now, the prophet Isaiah then later on also spoke of a day that was coming whenever there would be a great trumpet will be blown that would gather God's people to worship the Lord on the holy mountain at Jerusalem. You can read about that in Isaiah 27 and verse 13. And evidently the Spirit enabled the prophet Isaiah to see beyond the day whenever Jesus was coming for the first time, whenever he was coming humbly and quietly, and enabled Isaiah to see into a day when Jesus will come again for a second time. And that time he will not come quietly. 
Read about that in 1 Thessalonians 4 and verses 16 and 17. There we read, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So if we are in Christ, one day we will hear the trumpet call of God. And that trumpet call, as it did in the Old Testament, will gather his people for entrance into the promised land. Entrance into the new heaven and the new earth. We read in the Gospels, Matthew 24, verses 30 and 31. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, And they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now, whenever this happens, when Jesus is returning, this is not a call to warfare, as was going to be used by the Israelites whenever they entered the promised land, because at that point, the battle is over. Our great enemy of sin and death will have been defeated and destroyed And this trumpet call is going to be a call to a resurrected life. As Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 15, For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. So when that trumpet sounds at the return of our Lord, we'll break camp here, we'll gather before our great Joshua, our great Jesus. He will lead us into the heavenly land and our wandering and warfare will finally be over and it will be replaced by worship, worship of our Lord and Saviour. So there we have a little picture in the wilderness and the journey of the Israelites and the trumpet call of what will come to be and of what we will look forward to. So let's pray together and as we do so we're going to follow the Let's Pray guide once again. Today, Monday the 2nd of October, we're asked to pray for two universities, one in St. Petersburg in Russia, a Christian university there, and then also the Zomba Theological University in Malawi. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful foretaste of what will will come to be as we hear these trumpet blasts in the wilderness. We look forward to that day when we will hear your trumpet blast and you will return and we will be called not to warfare, but we will be called to worship and into your presence. And Lord, we look forward to that day. 
Today, Lord, we pray for universities. We pray for local universities, and as we've been doing so, we want to pray for uh, Christian Unions Ireland, uh, specifically for the prayer support group that meets in Burnside month by month, and the meeting that's coming up in a couple of weeks' time uh, with the students, the representatives of the uh, Christian unions and the committees that organise those Christian unions, uh, both in McGee and in Coleraine. And we thank you for that group and the support that they give to the students. We also pray for the students at Coleraine University and we pray for their social evening that they are going to be organising towards the end of October. Uh, they're going to be meeting in our church hall in Burnside and an outreach evening to reach out to the students. And we pray, Lord, for that event. We pray that students would come and that they would meet um, Christians on their courses and in their years and that they would come to know you as Lord and Saviour. Lord, we also pray for St. Petersburg and the Christian University there in Russia. And we pray for the theological studies that the students would adapt well. And we pray for the families who are having to work to fund their studies. And we pray that all um, would be received and needed. Pray also for Zomba Theological University in Malawi. Pray for the principal and the staff team that they might know your guidance and encouragement and that they might share in the training of ministers for uh, churches throughout Malawi and beyond. So Lord God, we ask all these things in your name. Amen.